0: Welcome to the Hardwick Evangelical Church weekly podcast. Good morning everybody. It's nice to be in the house of the Lord. It might be a school, but still it's the house of the Lord because we are here. We are the children of God and wherever we are, there is a church. Amen? Praise God. As Kate said, today we're starting a new series which will be on the prophetic books of Jonah and Naomi. Uh, I'm sure that everybody knows the story of Jonah. It's uh, been told, it's been shared, it's been you know published as well. Made such a big uh, thing that everybody knows the story of Jonah. Some people some people take it lightly; that is amusing. Some people take it, you know, it's just a fable. It's, it's just a story, and maybe somebody will tell me that the book of Jonah is rather a history than prophetic, and it is placed among the prophetical books, but. I'm sure God purposely, because it contains a message from God which says, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. But I will stop here and I'm not going to talk about prophecy Uh, to whet your spiritual appetite. uh, I'm going to tell you that our pastor Kate, is going to speak more about prophecy, a prophetic word, after we finish Jonah and before starting the book of Naomi. So the only thing that I would say about prophecy is that prophecy is a message from God. Words given to a prophet for the people. And I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to expand. Uh, We'll have more to read and find out when our pastor speaks about it. And my talk today will not be going into details about the stories of Jonah or Nahum, because other speakers will uh, tell us about them in the following weeks. I'm only going to stick to the introduction of the books And try to understand for myself and help you to understand how the Lord leads us now. Understand the books. and Understand the message that God has for the world in these two books. Jonah was given a warning, a hope, and then Naum comes after that to say that, mm, sorry, this is final, but we are going to see the details as we come into the actual books. These two people were both prophets of the Lord God, who lived about 150 years uh, from one another, and in their books are revealing to us the way with which God treats the nations treats the people this is our message today I'm not going to speak about Jonah and but try to understand why God has given us these two books and what is the purpose of us reading and understanding these two books and as our pastor said the book of Naomi is a bit more difficult but there is a message for us and the main message is how God sees the people and treats the people. This is what is very important for people to understand how God, God, God treats the nations, the people. It hurts me when I hear people saying, Oh, I don't believe in God. There is no God. And if He does exist, He's a mean God revengeful, unfair, biased and he doesn't care about people who are suffering. Usually these people never read the Bible. They have never bothered to spend time to read for themselves and find out who is this God, what is doing and particularly uh, they have never read a story that speaks about God's love. And sometimes they have been just influenced by other people who have read something and they have uh, created an opinion. They think that this is gospel and they share it with others. One verse of the Bible which means a lot to me, and it was the first verse that I learned in my life when I was 12 years old. When I was first introduced to the Bible, uh, to the faith in Christ, and although I was Greek speaking in those times, I had just started learning English, I learned the verse in English. Because I was in a camp of an American school, and the Sunday school teacher who was teaching us, or kids, of course she was English. So I was trying to understand, but I got the message of this verse. And it is very significant if we want uh, ourselves to see the truth about God or to share it with others and point them to the right direction if they want to find the truth about God's love. And this verse is another, but in the Gospel of John, the third chapter, Verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There is such a simple message, it couldn't be any simpler, that God gives us a way, give gives us the means of achieving eternal life, a happy life. It's so simple, but it's so important. And sometimes people make it very difficult to understand. Because people like to complicate words, and they find it difficult to understand. Oh, come on, God gave us his son. What story is this? God's love and care for mankind has been misrepresented, misinterpreted, and misunderstood by people. God created a perfect world and put man in charge of it. Adam and Eve were happy in the garden that God made specially for them. A happy life without worries, without any bother without any hard work or anything. It was just there for them. But there was only one word of warning to them. And it said, do not eat the fruit of the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil for when you eat this fruit, you will surely die. It was an advice given in love for their future, their happiness, their good living, their life, their well-being. Because, God said, if you do it, you'll only have to blame yourself for the disobedience and the consequences that will come to you. We know that what happened. They were thrown out of the garden because they disobeyed God and the easy life was gone and they died spiritually. Just because they disobeyed and they tried the fruit. God made us with a free will, it was something great that God didn't make us robots but he gave us free will to decide for ourselves not what he wanted but what we decided to do and sometimes I say God why did you do it why didn't you just let me be a robot and be in love with you and obey your word but God was so great he says I'm going to create a perfect being And a perfect being, a man, has to have free will to know and decide what is good and what is bad for him. If God was mean, revengeful, and wanted to punish them, he would have killed them and finished with it. But instead, he killed an innocent animal to take the skin and cover their nakedness and send them to live in another area and gave them a promise of a savior that would have come from Eve from a woman so how this God is mean is uh, revengeful is uh, biased so hard as the people present him to be if he was that bad, he would have said, Sorry, guys, I told you you are going to die. Sorry, that's it. You die today. Finish. No life for you. But although man becomes an enemy of God with his actions, we read in the Bible that God was still caring for them and they multiplied. It's amazing when you read the Bible and you see what happened after they left the Garden of Eden. In the Old Testament, we read many times that Israel, who became God's people after Jacob, who was blessed by God and named Israel, were disobedient and made him sad because they were disobedient to him. But This God never left them and continued to care about them and bless them. When the Israelites became slaves to the Pharaoh of Egypt, God again showing his love and care, he sent Moses to deliver them from slavery. He set them free after all these years of slavery and suffering. Despite the hardness of their hearts and their unfaithfulness, God arranges to bring them out of Egypt and promises a new home, a new country for them. A blessed life. A prosperous life. And while on their way to the promised land, God gives them the law and the Ten Commandments. We call them Ten Commandments because they had to be obeyed and the people have to keep them as God instructed them and as God gave them to Moses for that purpose. What was the law and these Ten Commandments? Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. That's why God gave the law. He gave them guidelines. It's like when uh, you buy a car, you get the book, the manual, which tells you how to use this car if you want to have it for a long time and have it performing the way, you know, is good. And you have to follow the instructions. You don't go and put oil instead of petrol. You don't go and put water instead of petrol. You don't do these same things because you learn that this is how I should treat it. So the law was given to them in love from God for their protection, to know what they had to do and what they shouldn't do. It was a gift. A present, a promise, a shield of protection from God against sinning and suffering, because sin brings suffering. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. They sinned, they disobeyed, and they were suffering. It was not given as a law for punishment and fear, but for respect and reverence to God. And I always remember um, a saying that I heard from a barrister when I was studying. I think I have mentioned it before to you that he was repeating it to us for a whole year every Monday morning. And he was saying, you are free to do as you should, not as you would. Freedom is not a license. But some people think, oh, now we live in the period of grace, we can do whatever we want. No, you are not. The law still exists for your benefit, not for your judgment. It is the same when a father tells his son or daughter, do not touch the fire, do not go near the fire, because you will be burned. You will suffer with pain. He is just warning and advising with love and care. Because he doesn't want them to suffer the consequences of burning. Because curiosity will send the kids to go and touch the fire. We all know who had kids and we know what what happens. And even when they disobey or try to see. If it is true, the father doesn't take pleasure because they were punished and suffered, but tries to help them with their pain and injuries. That was the purpose of the law, because God cares and doesn't want to see suffering. This is what people who do not believe in God do not see. And do not understand God. They will miss that. And some people might say it is because God shows who is in charge. He is a strict ruler. And now we want to see why God was sending Jonah to speak to the Ninevites. That is the introduction to the book of Jonah. They were not his people they didn't believe in the God of Israel although they acknowledged that there was a God of Israel why God should care about people who in a way are his enemies and enemies of his people God should have a heart only for the people who accept him and believe him this is how the Israelites grew up This is how they saw the peoples around them. They were the chosen, and Abraham was their father, and God was their God. Period. Nobody else has any rights on our God. We are not sharing our God with anybody else. That was their mentality. And probably that's why they never managed to make friends. But God was always protecting them. But Who created all the people on this world? And who were those people? Jonah is sent to speak to these people, the Assyrians, who were bloodthirsty, conquerors, ruthless, and unstoppable. They had conquered and destroyed the North uh, Kingdom of Israel, and later, of course, as we see in the story, uh, invaded Judah. They captured Judah. They were ruling all over the areas around Assyria and Nineveh, and Nineveh was the capital of this country. They were hated by all the nations in the east, in the whole region. And God wants Jonah to go and tell these people about God's decision to destroy them because of their wickedness. And Jonah thinks but why God? They don't deserve it. Punish them. And do I with them as you have planned? Why do I have to go to them? Why do I have to go and warn them? Warn them that they are going to suffer. After all, they make your people suffer. They make world the people suffer. Why should we give them another chance? And this is usually the, the way that people respond in these situations. And I remember something that happened in our life, in our ministry, when we were in Cyprus. Some of you remember that Turkey invaded Cyprus back in 1974. And there was a war. I'm not going to go into details, but they brought death and destruction. Many thousands of people were uh, became homeless and refugees. And there was a time we had been praying for God to give us an opening, so we could go and speak to the text, bring the gospel of Jesus Christ, bring the hope of life to these people. We're praying in the church. And I will never forget, as long as I live, one particular brother, who his family had lost some property, who said, I wish this would never happen. It was like we felt it with my wife it was like a knife put in our heart. You wish that these Turkish people would never say that we never hear about the love of Jesus Christ? Why? And it's the same thing that God did with Jonah. He speaks to him and in Jonah 4, verse 11, says, Jonah, Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? Should I not be concerned with the innocent people? who, if they hear about the message of God, they might change. There are people who are not aware of what is happening. Shouldn't we give them another chance to let them know about God and His kindness? Shouldn't uh, this be our mission and purpose as believers? To help people understand God's love and that there is always forgiveness when somebody repents and asks God's grace and mercy to come to them. There is always a hope that if we speak to somebody and tell them about the love of God and explain the love of God, may we give maybe we give them a New Testament tell them to start reading and see the greatness of God. You might change heart and repent, and come to God. But sometimes we do behave like Jonah, and we become judges and jury, and decide who has the right of salvation who is not based on our own judgment. We don't let God speak through us. We speak our own mind. And because we are human beings, sometimes we fall in this trap. I'm sure that some of us might have had experiences in their lives, that they felt angry, they felt betrayed, they felt let down, and they had hard feelings about somebody, or you know, the story. But this book of Jonah speaks to us, and it says, Please, God. Help us to be more loving and compassionate to people who do not know you, but they deserve a second chance. For more information about Hardwick Evangelical Church, please click the website link in our bio.